0: The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello again football Lakers family. Welcome to the to another solo edition of the podcast. I am your host, JC DeLeon. You can follow me on Twitter at JCDeLeon1. Find me on Instagram on there as well. Ethan and I will be back for a solo or collaboration pod at some point here in the near future. But I am here to talk about the game one of the NBA playoffs, Phoenix Suns versus the Los Angeles Lakers. And we'll talk a little bit about some of the other game ones as well. So the playoffs are finally here. And... It doesn't quite feel like playoff time, maybe because of the off calendar. We're all a little off of our usual routines due to COVID in the past year. Things are just now starting to get back to normal everywhere you go. Game one, Phoenix versus Los Angeles, had a near full crowd, and it was great just to hear all those people cheering on moments, booing the Lakers. As, uh, as much as we may not have liked that. Uh, I think it was fun to see a full crowd. Saturday Night Live had their first, you know, full, fully vaccinated crowd, but it was a full crowd. You start to see more and more of that. There are a lot of games in the playoffs that I witnessed this weekend that had full or nearly full crowds with a lot of them still wearing masks, which is a good thing. And yeah, I just, I just really enjoyed... Seeing that, I enjoyed hearing all the fans. But despite all of that, yeah, it just—it never—the beginning of the playoffs never quite feels like the playoffs to me. I don't know why, and maybe that's a little bit of, of an excuse as to why the Lakers played the way they did. Uh, spoiler alert: they lost the first game. But they lost the first game just like they lost the first game in the bubble last year versus the Port- Portland Trailblazers. And so it's definitely not the end of the world. Seeing the Lakers lose a game one, seeing LeBron James lose a game one in the playoffs. I've seen it happen a lot. He seems to, you know, really gather a lot of information from the early games. And then, you know, that's when he sort of makes his move. And he's starting to see, he's starting to show his age just a little bit you know, he's still playing really great, but obviously there are going to be times where he's going to be showing his age, and the Lakers have to find a way around that. But I digress. Back to game one. So there's good news and there's bad news, just like there is in most things in life. The good news we've already talked about a little bit. A loss in game one isn't the end of the world. The Lakers lost game one of the playoffs last year and ended up going on to win the championship this feels like a little bit of a mirror of that situation, the Lakers are tired they played that extra game you know, the bubble last year was a really weird scenario, which people had trouble adjusting to this year the Lakers had that play-in game, it was an extra game an extra, really hard-fought game, but I'm sure it took a lot out of them so, to lose Game One wasn't a total surprise, and so that's good news. Phoenix Suns are really good. Chris Paul has has really turned his team into an elite performing team. He's given Devin Booker a lot of a lot of uh, confidence. DeAndre Ayton is playing much better than he did his rookie year. Uh, you know, people probably thought he would develop a little bit faster. He had a he had a good rookie year, but he didn't have a great one. And he seems to be sort of growing into that lottery pick and, and those expectations that he had when he was drafted. But let's look at the bad news. Bad news. Where did things go wrong? Well, to take a look at the box score. First off, one of the questions that Ethan and I, Ethan and I have been wondering. You know, what was the Lakers rotation going to be? Was it gonna be an eleven man rotation? Are they gonna somehow find a way to make it a twelve man rotation? Well, the playoffs, you sort of shorten your rotations. And most teams run a solid eight to nine man rotation. Now the Lakers are very deep. And I think I think there's gonna be times where players will rotate in and out, but I think the times in which they're going to play more than ten players is going to be pretty rare. And so on this night, game one, they played nine players. Uh, they played ten players. Excuse me. Uh, with a with pretty much nine of them being the main rotation. You have your usual starting lineup of Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Andre Drummond, Dennis Schroder, and KCP. First man off the bench. Don't remember. remember don't remember if it was Montrez or Kyle. Um, but the most minutes off the bench was Alex, Alex Caruso, to no surprise. And he played really well. 24 minutes, shot four for nine, made a couple of threes, which is always great. Then you got 19 minutes out of Kyle Kuzma, 15 out of Montrez Harrell, 12 out of Wesley Matthews. And with seven minutes off the bench, mostly in kind of garbage time, even though the game was relatively close, you had Taylor and Horton Tucker, which was kind of the rotation that I thought... We would see the main rotation being off the bench: Kuzma, Montrez, and Caruso. That's not a surprise. The other two, I think, are going to rotate in and out between Wesley Matthews, Taylor Horton, Tucker. We should definitely see more Markeith Morris in this in this matchup versus Phoenix. And I don't know uh, if Ben McLemore's shooting, you know, opens up a spot for him in this series either. But one thing's for certain, as much as I was in favor of it, as, as, as excited as I was by it, the Andre Drummond signing hasn't really come to fruition yet. And there's a couple of reasons for that. It's possible that he just hasn't had enough time with AD and and LeBron there are a lot of times where Anthony Davis and Andre Drummond actually play pretty well together. Uh, One instance on this game one in particular, you know, Andre Anthony Davis had a, you know, drove the lane, went up for a shot at the last second, you know, made a last second pass to Andre Drummond, who sealed it for a dunk. Those things happen on fairly frequent occasions. Anthony Davis and Andre Drummond together have played pretty well. I don't feel like LeBron has gotten a a sense of how to play with Andre Drummond yet and Schroeder I think tries to but you know I think Schroeder sort of thinks of Andre Drummond as a bigger Montres Harold because he seems to play really well with Montres Harrell Schreuder tries to make the same kind of passes that he makes to Montrez, to Andre Drummond, and Andre Drummond just can't really handle them. He's a little bit of a turnover machine in the post, even though tonight he only had two turnovers. But looking over the rest of the box score, uh, LeBron James had, you know, an okay night. He shot six for 13, which is not great. He played 36 minutes, which is about what you want to see out of him. We got 10 assists, finished with 18 points, 5 turnovers, which is kind of a lot. Uh, 3 steals, no blocks, 10 assists. Pretty pretty decent night for LeBron. Not a stellar night, not a night that's going to win you a game, obviously, because they lost. Schroeder had a pretty good, decent night, shot 5 for 7, was aggressive at times, made a 3, got a couple assists, got a couple steals, a few too many few too many turnovers, for this being a relatively tight game every starter was was a negative in the plus minus with the exception of lebron so despite lebron not blowing you away with great numbers i feel like he's playing fairly efficiently and i feel like he's playing good thorough basketball not so much the case tonight with anthony davis who admittedly, who Anthony Davis himself admitted that, you know, if he's going to play this way, the Lakers aren't going to win a game, much less a series. And they're right. And he's right. Uh, Anthony Davis shot five for 16, missed both of his three-point attempts, only put up five free throws, grabbed seven rebounds, two assists, three blocks, which is good. Finished with only 13 points biggest thing being that people were upset that Andre that DeAndre Ayton basically outplayed Anthony Davis. Even though Andre Drummond was out there, it was mostly Ayton guarding guarding Anthony Davis. And DeAndre Ayton finished with 21 points, 16 rebounds, 8 and 8 defensive and offensive, 8 offensive rebounds. With Andre Drummond out there, Andre Drummond and Anthony Davis, Andre Drummond finished with nine rebounds, only two of which were defensive rebounds. Andre Drummond had a lot of offensive rebounds, so between Drummond and Aiton, they each get a lot of offensive rebounds, but Aiton just got way, way more defensive rebounds than Andre Drummond did. Andre Drummond only finished with two defensive rebounds, nine total. You like the seven offensive rebounds, but then you think about that a lot of those offensive rebounds were him rebounding his own misses. And so that sort of mitigates his productivity. Need a little bit more to KCP, but KCP is is kind of always going to be icing on the cake. You don't really know what you're going to expect out of him. He, he did put up seven three-pointers and only make one of them. And so the way he's played this season the way the Lakers need him to play. If he's going to put up seven three-pointers, it'd be really great if he could hit three of them, at least. And so, you know, 2 if he'd have shot two for seven, Lakers lost lost 99 to 99. That could have been 96 to 99. And then, you know, you look at where you can pick up three extra points from there. So, you know, that's one of the things. Another... Another big misstep tonight. You know, to look at it, assuming KCP had ended up shooting two, you know, three for seven, would have put the Lakers within three. Well, what else went wrong? Kyle Kuzma's is what went wrong. 19 minutes for Kyle Kuzma, 0 for two field goals, 0 for one three-point. Didn't take any free throws, which means, yep, didn't score a single point the entire night. That cannot happen for Kyle he you know he, he had a couple of good defensive moments but for the most part for his 19 minutes on the floor he's just an invisible man three rebounds one assist his only contributions on the night and Montrez Harrell is a guy we could see more of 15 minutes for him four for five grab three rebounds two steals man on defense I feel like he can play against this Phoenix team and I feel like he needs more minutes Wesley Matthews similar similar to Kyle Kuzma played 12 minutes only made one shot wasn't much of an impact offensively didn't get a single stat defensively no rebounds no assists no steals no blocks but no turnovers so that's good uh, finally we finished with Taylor Horton Tucker who got seven minutes only scored two points. I think the minutes for him are gonna be are gonna come in spurts similar to that and he's gotta find a way to, to be impactful in a short amount of minutes if he's gonna if he's gonna play that way. And on the Phoenix side, yeah, Devin Booker went off. 34 points for him, shot 13 for 26, 3 for 7 from 3. What we would have liked to have seen out of KCP other than that for the most part we talked about DeAndre Chris Paul played 36 minutes He didn't. Chris Paul didn't do a lot but he was also impacted by a shoulder injury in the second quarter didn't look like he was going to come back looked like he might have separated that shoulder or possibly broken his collarbone and, luckily, and thankfully that didn't happen But here's the part where I play my little game of what's going to happen next, or what's likely to happen next. To look at the box score for the Lakers, you think about what's probably not going to happen again that would benefit this team. Well, I feel like Anthony Davis is going to shoot much better than 5 for 16. Finish with 13 points. Figure he's got to go for 24 plus next game. If he shoots 16 shots, maybe next time, maybe this time he'll make nine of them. Kyle Kuzma probably not going to go scoreless in the next game, and LeBron too. You know, you figure you might get more points out of LeBron if you can get this kind of consistent production out of Dennis Schroeder. 14 points, seven field goals. That's sort of where you want Schroeder to be. And same with, with Montrez Harold. You kind of want you want that consistent productivity that you got out of Schroeder, Harrell, Caruso. You'd maybe like a little bit more accuracy from KCP. Andre Drummond is the Enigma. Anthony Davis needs to come to the conclusion that despite his aversion to being a sinner much like last year, this Lakers team is at its best when Anthony Davis is the center. If he truly doesn't want to be a center, I mean, that's something the Lakers can address in the offseason. I feel like the perfect type of center for this team, for this starting lineup, would be the type I wanted all along. A Nerlens Orleans Noel type. You don't need a center who's going to have to score the way Andre Drummond sort of seemingly needs to and you don't necessarily need a center to be a rebounding machine the way Andre Drummond is you can get plenty of rebounding out of Anthony Davis LeBron James and Dennis Schroeder but if if you had like a New Orleans Noel a very agile very tall shot blocking center that solves most of the Lakers' problems, I think. And one who could play a lot of minutes. Nerlens Noel is a center that can play a lot of minutes. You know, know the Lakers had JaVale and Dwight Howard last year, but they weren't the type of centers that could play a lot of minutes. But a guy like Nerlens Noel, or even Damian Jones, like the Lakers had in their pocket. They had to get rid of him when Andre Drummond became available, and I get it. I do. You know, I was excited about the Andre Drummond signing too. And for the most part, I'm I'm still kind of excited. I think I like the possibility of it. But for right now, maybe in this series against Phoenix, it's just not working. Not working the way it should. And so adjustments need to be made. And I feel like they'll make those adjustments. Anthony Davis, he truly feels like the loss was his fault tonight that it's upon him to realize that, yeah, maybe he needs to play center. You know, this podcast isn't going to convince him of that. And, you know, really his teammates and his coaches are the only ones who can. And hopefully the game tape does kind of bear that out. But, yeah, so among the things that I'm looking for next game, yeah, Anthony Davis to play better. LeBron James to play a little bit better. I don't feel as if there's going to be an opportunity for Andre Drummond to play better or worse. I feel like his minutes are going to be cut. He only played 19 minutes tonight. I bet he plays 15 minutes the next game. And Montrezl's minutes might increase a little bit. We'll definitely see some points out of Kyle Kuzma. Whether or not it'll be a lot of points that remains to be seen. I think any points that you can get out of Wesley Matthews or KCP is just icing on the cake and so I'm not going to rely on a lot of minutes out of those two same with Taylor Horton Tucker if he's going to play any kind of minutes at all you know seven minutes he scored two points made a bucket if he could play ten minutes and make three buckets and get a couple of assists while he's out there steal or two yeah that's really all we need out of Taylor Horton Tucker on the Phoenix side what's likely not to happen again. So Devin Booker went for 34. Played 45 minutes. Shot 13 for 26. Well, probably not going to play 45 minutes next time. He's probably not going to score 34, even though 34 isn't an astronomically high number. It's a number that he is capable of hitting. Chris Paul will probably play better. He didn't play very well once he came back from that shoulder injury. And we don't know how much it's going to really impact him. But he's probably going to play better than 7 points and 8 assists. you got to imagine, he will. DeAndre Aiden. I don't think he will play as good as he did this game. He shot 10 for 11. That's not going to happen next game. Grab 16 rebounds. Probably not going to happen next game. So, wow... A Game 1 loss is kind of bleak. While the Game 1 loss... Opens up the clowns on Twitter to really... Dump on this team. It's certainly not something that this team hasn't seen before. And so... You know, I like the Lakers' chances in Game 2. I feel like... The adjustments they'll make... Will... Put them in a better position to succeed. As for... The rest of the West... It was a pretty interesting turnout. Every underdog, except the Lakers, of course, every underdog won their game one. Dallas, Memphis, Portland all beat the teams that they were playing against. So the Clippers, the Nuggets, and the Jazz all lost tonight. Or rather, this weekend. And so. You know, looking beyond the series, which you, you can't do, but you know, Lakers fans are gonna do what they're gonna do. And so, <laughs> looking beyond the Phoenix Suns, assuming the Lakers can get that far, yeah, the the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Jazz, they're showing they're showing kinks in the armor, and it just proves just proves to show that the West is up for grabs. You know any any team any of the 8 teams really it seems like can come out of the west given this given what transpired this weekend so you know were we not lakers fans game one loss not the end of the world like i said something it's a, something they've been through before something we as fans have experienced before You'd love to go 16-0, but there's never been an NBA champion that has gone 16-0, and so the chances are still good. Not the end of the world. Nothing to worry about. Nothing to see here. With that, we're going to close out this solo edition of the Hoopball Lakers podcast. Once again, I'm your host, JC DeLeon. You can find me on Twitter at JCDeLeon1. You can also find me on instagram there you can follow ethan on twitter at ethan underscore noroff it's n-o-r-o-f with one f follow the hoopball lakers show on twitter at hoopball lakers follow all of the hoopball laker or all, all of the hoopball accounts just go to twitter search hoopball and you'll see a bunch of accounts come up follow them all you'll have a great time sign up for the wager pass NBA playoff betting is hot and heavy, and you definitely want a piece of that. Be sure to do that over at mybookie.ag. And until next time, we are out.